Morning, y'all. I'm Stephen Artery, in for Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, November 7th, and Election Day. On this date, in 1944, President Franklin D. Roosevelt became the only president in history to win a fourth term in the White House, but he would not complete that term. He died the following April at Warm Springs, Georgia, of a cerebral hemorrhage. On this date, in 1972, President Richard Nixon won a landslide over Democrat George McGovern. And here's your morning trivia question. It was in 1845 that Congress made Election Day the first Tuesday following the first Monday of November. So what month was George Washington elected as the nation's first president? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's check in with the Live 5 Burst Alert Weather Center for your Tuesday forecast. Hey, good Tuesday morning. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Election day here across the low country. And as you head out to the polls this morning or maybe headed to work or getting the kids off to school, we are looking at some areas of patchy fog first thing with temperatures in the 40s and 50s. But a quick rise in temperatures will be in the upper 70s at lunchtime and up around 80, if not in the low 80s for some of you this afternoon. 83 on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday around 82. Clouds will start to increase but still dry. Now that changes this weekend. Our next rain chances with a couple of showers Saturday or Sunday and high temperatures much cooler in the 60s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Today is election day. Now, if you live in North Charleston and you plan on voting today, you get to decide who will see the current mayor, Keith Summey, as the city's next mayor. There are 10 candidates vying for that role. Live Five's Destiny Kennedy joins us live in North Charleston at the Charleston County Board of Registration and Elections. So, Destiny, tell us some of the goals that those candidates have if they're elected. Shelby, Nick, these candidates are focused on community engagement, decreasing crime, and making the city of North Charleston better overall. Today, North Charleston voters will cast their ballots for who will succeed Key Summy as the next city mayor. Summy has been in the seat since 1994. The 76-year-old announced earlier this year that after 30 years, he would be stepping down to spend more time with his family. There are a total of 10 candidates vying for the role. That includes North Charleston Police Chief Reggie Burgess, Russell Coletti, Councilwoman Rhonda Jerome, Curtis Merriweather Jr., retired summary court judge Stephanie Galloway-Paisley, former Councilman Todd Oltz, Charleston County Councilman Teddy Pryor, John Singletary, Reverend Dr. Samuel Watley, and nonprofit founder Jesse Williams. If you need transportation to the polls, Carter will offer free rides today. Riders are asked to communicate with drivers that they are traveling to or from the polling locations. The polls open today at 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. Coming up at the next top of the hour, I will be going over Charleston's race for mayor. Reporting live in North Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Thank you, Destiny. And throughout the day, we here at Live 5 News will have team coverage at the polls and whenever those results start to come in. If you want to stay up to date and get election results sent straight to your phone as they get announced, just download the Live 5 News app. All you have to do is scan the QR code that's on your screen right now to get you started. 
North Charleston Mayor Keith Summey has selected a longtime firefighter to serve as the city's new fire chief. Joseph Munn first joined the North Charleston Fire Department in 1984 and has been the deputy chief since 2009. Munn says he is deeply honored and humbled and is ready to continue the station's tradition of service within the community. The fire chief has to decide what direction we're going to go in, and he does that with working, building relationships with the mayor and council, deciding what direction um, and what services we're going to be able to provide and how well we can provide them. Mudd replaces Chief Greg Bonilo, uh, who is retiring after 14 years in the position and 25 with the department. After 64 fire code violations, a Charleston apartment complex says it's now working to make its environment safer for its residents. Canehoy Fire and Rescue says the violations at the Sweetwater Apartments are now within compliance of local fire codes. A prior inspection found a lot of issues, including emergency exit lights not working, fire sprinkler obstructions, and expired fire extinguishers. It's kind of throughout apartment complexes and commercial buildings. It's it's one of the more common findings because you're supposed to have them serviced by a, by a technician annually to, to make sure they're good and they get a new inspection tag on them. Officials plan to inspect the Sweetwater Apartments quarterly instead of every year in order to make sure they're in compliance. The Sweetwater Apartment Complex did send us a statement about those recent inspections. The statement reads in part, quote, Though none of the issues identified by the fire department presented a risk to health and safety, we took immediate steps to address the concerns and all items were resolved prior to the October 13th deadline. The Berkeley County School District officials say changes made to future schools voted on in the penny sales tax are in fact lawful. Presentations at last night's meeting come after a board member questioned the legality going against a public vote. Last year, taxpayers voted to bring a K-8 through school to Nexton and an elementary school to Jedburg, but the district began looking into different arrangements. The project will now bring a middle school to Nexton and an elementary school to Black Tom Road. It's expected to be finished by August of 2026. Just now into the newsroom, Charleston police are working to piece together an incident following reports of shots fired. Officers responded to the area of Magwood Drive around midnight, and that's where they found an injured person who officers believe was hit by a car. The victim was taken to the hospital. Police say no one was shot. Detectives are investigating. We'll update you on air and online at live5news.com once more information becomes available. And hoping to become South Carolina's top judge says the state's judicial system needs more accountability and transparency. Justice John Kittridge has been through the judge screening process many times and is going through it again. This time as the only person vying to succeed retiring Chief Justice Donald Beatty. This year's judicial screenings come as calls are growing for South Carolina to change the way it selects judges. With a governor, attorney general, solicitors and some lawmakers among those urging reform. There are very few complaints against judges in South Carolina. And why is that? I hearken back to my original comments to you. It's the vetting that goes on here. Enhanced, increased transparency and accountability on all fronts in the judicial branch will help promote public confidence in the integrity of our system. 
A new House of Representatives committee has been tasked with taking a closer look at judicial reform and issuing recommendations for the entire legislature. That committee will meet for the first time today. A second South Carolina State University football player was arrested for having a weapon on campus. SC State police say they saw freshman Jaquan Tony with a handgun on Saturday night. He's now charged with carrying or displaying a firearm in public buildings or adjacent areas. A teammate, Casey Taekwon Fields, was also charged back on October 12th after a gun was found stored in a safe in his dorm room closet. Weapons are not allowed anywhere on, on the SC State campus, even if securely stored. The university says Tony is no longer on the active roster for the football team, and he is still enrolled at the university. A 17-year-old was hit by a bullet while driving in Georgetown. The Georgetown Police Department says it responded to Winyash Street to report of shots fired. While investigating, officers found a teenager grazed by a bullet while driving a car that was hit twice by gunfire. Police say the victim left the scene on foot and officers are not sure of where they currently are. If you've got any information on this incident, you are asked to call the Georgetown Police Department. North Charleston police are investigating after being called to Cross Country Road in reference to a reported shooting. Officers got the call just before 8 last night. There were reports of a shooting and armed robbery in the parking lot of the club called Generation X. One person was taken to the hospital. No arrests have been made at this time and no other details have yet been released. At the top of the podcast, I mentioned that we've been holding Election Day in the United States in November since Congress decided that back in 1845. George Washington, the nation's first president, was elected before that rule, of course. He was elected president on February 4th, 1789. Yes, he was elected in February. Celebrating birthdays this election day, singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell is 80, Brady Bunch actor Christopher Knight, he played Peter, is 66, and documentary filmmaker Morgan Spurlock of Super Size Me is 53. Thank you again for joining us on Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Stephen Artery, in for Katie Kamen, and she'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.